Today is the 24th of May, 2022, and now is the time for us to train our minds so that they gain samadhi. So the samadhi, it means the mind which is firm, well-established. It's an energy, an important energy of the mind. And there are five of these energies, or these powers, there is sata, or faith, is virya, persistence, effort. And then there's sati, it's mindfulness. And samadhi, this firmness and collectedness of mind. And there's panya, wisdom. So for all of us, we have this sata, we have belief, we have faith in the teachings of the fully self-awakened Buddha. And so this faith, this belief that we have in his teachings is that this Dhamma, these teachings, they really do lead us to the end of suffering. And that if we don't have Dhamma in our hearts, then what will be there will be Upadana, this attachment. And with attachment, then we'll never be able to be freed from suffering. And we also have this faith in Kamma as well that upon doing good deeds we get good results, that if we do bad deeds then we get bad results. And this is something which we should reflect upon every single day, that we are the owners of our karma, heir to our karma, born of our karma, related to our karma, abide supported by our karma. Whatever karma we shall do for good or for ill, of that we will be the heirs. And so this is a law, a law of equity, of justice. So we should try to do good karma then, and abandon all unskillful deeds. Just like how when we plant a tree, then we will receive the fruits from that tree. If we plant durian trees, or lychee, or mango, mangosteens, apples, um, then when we plant those seeds, and eventually we will receive the fruits of that. Whatever species of seed it is that we plant, then we will gain the fruit of that species. So whatever, result, whatever karma that we do, then we will gain the results from that karma. So we need to reflect upon our actions and try to just do good deeds and try to abandon all bad deeds. And we need to put our efforts into this practice as well. That having faith, having effort, then we should make the mind firm and collected. Because this brings us towards the end of suffering. And it's not the case that if we just sit around not doing anything, that we're going to be able to be free from suffering. But we need to bring up effort. We need to sincerely set our hearts on this, <clears throat> trying to develop our sati, our mindfulness, so that it becomes constant. 
So normally we do have this sati, but it's not yet a full form of sati. It's just the mindfulness that is required in order to go about our daily lives. But it's not yet complete mindfulness. But we need that. We need this complete mindfulness. We need a mind that is firm in order to be able to gain knowledge, in order for wisdom to arise, and so that we can abandon this sense of self. Because the defilements, they need a sense of self, they use this sense of self. Sometimes, for instance, we sit in meditation and the mind becomes empty and there's nothing there. And while we're in that state, there's a great fullness and happiness there within the heart. But once we leave that state, then the sense of self comes back again. And then there's my wife and my children, my grandchildren. And there can be fear which arises. We sit in meditation and then while we're meditating, samadhi comes up. But, and so while we're there, then we don't really know anything about the world. We don't even know where we are at that time. So when we come out, then there can be a fear coming up that I don't really have a wife, I don't have a child, there's no real me. And this is what it's like when wrong view is there. We should know that meditating and developing samadhi, this brings up this fullness and happiness of heart. And we can compare it to like a rock sitting on top of grass. And when that rock is there, then that grass can't grow. But when we take the rock off, then the grass grows up, just like it did before. But even though that is what samadhi is like, still the samadhi is on the path of practice. That we take that samadhi and we use it to study and to gain knowledge into the nature of things, the reality of things, so that we see, so that we understand, so that we can truly understand how attachment is the cause for suffering, and that's all it causes. So therefore we need to firmly set ourselves on this path of practice, and cultivating these minds, and developing our minds so that wisdom can arise. But we shouldn't be afraid of samadhi. And sometimes we're meditating and the body expands or it may grow very, very tall. This is what it feels like. It feels like perhaps it'll break through the ceiling. But if we contemplate into the body and see it as anatta, as not-self, then there'll be emptiness there in body and mind and the mind will feel very spacious and free. And this is what happens when there's clear understanding that arises. Sometimes along this path, the practice of training our minds, there'll be feelings of dejection or of being disheartened that comes up. And we should understand that as being normal, natural. Sometimes we just get fed up with the practice. But we should bring up mindfulness here, knowing what is the mind like right now that there are sankharas there, that the mind is being conditioned in this way. 
But we should know all of these states as being inconstant, as transitory, that they're not me. But what normally happens when thoughts arise, then we think that those thoughts are me. I'm the one who's thinking. I'm the one who knows these thoughts. But that thinking, those thoughts are not self. And the knowing of those thoughts is not self. It's uh, mano vinyana. But if there's attachment there, then we'll take this as being me and mine. So we should see instead into their truth that they're anicca, dukkha, anatta, they're transitory, stressful, and not self. And through this we see the Dhamma. Say, for instance, we meet someone who we have known for a very long time, but we haven't met them for 45 years. And so we've forgotten their name already. We just can't recall their name. And so that there is sanya, and sanya isn't kind of functioning well. And it's like a computer, um, and we're trying to retrieve some information from the computer, but it just won't come up. But when this memory starts working, then we think, ah, oh, that's their name. Or perhaps someone tells us that that person is called this or that, they're called Mr. A or Mr. B, and we think, oh yeah, that's, that's right, that's their name. But in truth, they don't actually have a name. That person isn't Mr. A or Mr. B. It's just a collection of four elements. It's five khandas. But we have this memory that memorizes names following conventions, but that's not actually true. But our minds take them to be true, that these names are reality. But in truth, they're not called Mr. A or Mr. B or anything. And if we know this in time and see that that's not correct, we see that it's just a collection of four elements and five aggregates, then wisdom arises. We see that they don't have a name, I don't have a name. And when we see in this way, then vimuti, this liberation, comes up. So sometimes we can go, the monastics can go to uh, view an autopsy and the people there uh, are trying to find out what was the cause of death. So they cut open the body and they take out the various organs, take out the brain and examine that, take out the lungs and the heart and the kidneys, the liver. And take, open up the stomach, and there's still food there in the stomach. So when I saw this, there was this deep sense of sobriety that came up, this chastened disillusionment. And I saw how this person, he didn't actually know that he was going to die. He wasn't aware that that would happen to him. I could see how lives, they end in death in this way. That he just went out for a run in the morning and there was an accident and he passed away and he didn't know that he was going to die. You could see how life is not sure 
but death is sure. Death is something that is certain, it will happen to us, our lives will end in death. So as they were cutting open the body um, and taking the organs out, and then they examined them and then put them back into the body and sewed it up again. And then they um, started to put the uniform back on this individual. And my mind then was still that samadhi was well established. And I'd been putting in my efforts in contemplating uh, death and developing this recollection of death as my meditation object. And samadhi was very firm through that. But this wisdom had yet to arise because it was still samadhi practice then. But my mind was very focused and it was also very peaceful. There was stillness there. And so they started to put the uniform back onto this man. And then my mind began to proliferate. Oh, there's a person like this or like that. But as that was happening, my wisdom was on top of that, knowing what was going on. And seeing that that's not actually the case. And then knowledge arose right there. And this knowledge, it wasn't thoughts, it wasn't proliferation. It was a knowing that happened in time. And my mind became very bright, and Svimuti arose. And there was this kind of inner voice that said that this isn't a person. It's not a man or a woman, a police officer. It's not anything. It's just four elements, five aggregates. And there was great brightness in my mind through this knowledge. Then after that, I saw people walking about, and it was like they weren't people. It was more like robots walking about, or like biological machines. You see, these beings aren't really beings. So in developing the foundation of mindfulness over the body, this is what it comes down to. It's just that. It's just a body. It's not a being, not an individual, a self, me or you. And here is the point of vipassana, of this cleared knowing of insight. So when we're developing mindfulness, then we're mindful whether standing, walking, sitting, lying down, whether eating, drinking, listening, speaking, thinking, or mindful over the breath coming in and out. If we extend our arm outwards, we're mindful. If we draw the arm in, then we're mindful. So we have mindfulness there. And through developing this mindfulness, then samadhi becomes well established. And the conclusion of this is this suchness, just that. And when we reach the state of suchness, then that's vipassana, that's insight, this knowledge arising. But this knowledge, it's not thought, it's not proliferation. It's a wisdom that arises through the cultivation of the mind, based on a mind that is peaceful. And that's where clear knowing comes from. 
So when the mind is bright, then we see it's just that, it's suchness. This is really amazing when we see things in this way. So before, when I saw people walk about, I saw them as being people. But now that wisdom had arisen, and they weren't people. They were just like robots or puppets, just tottering about. And this knowledge came up within my mind, that my eyes saw things just as they always had, but the knowledge that was there, it wasn't like the knowledge that I had before, it was new. So may all of us be, may we all be firm in training these minds well, so that wisdom arises for us. And this wisdom, it comes from having samadhi. And that's what we develop the sila for. We have sila, virtue, we have samadhi, this collectedness, and that develops into wisdom, so that we gain liberation and freedom, so that we gain understanding of the Dhamma. So may all of us have effort in this. We've got this faith already, and we shouldn't become disheartened. We should protect this faith, take good care of it, put in our efforts, try and practice. And may all of us set our hearts in this way.